And shout out to my doers, go-getters, and get-donners. This is the Cuss Podcast, serving up inspiration and motivation, one quote, one story, and one cup at a time. All right, all right, all right. What's up, guys? Um, just got off of work um, and hopped into the studio, and I get to do my most favorite thing. And um, with your guys' help, eventually, who knows, I might be able to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, and the only way that I can do that, though, is that if you guys show love, you're sharing it, you're liking it, like I've seen you guys been doing. Um, if you find value, tell a friend. Um, tell them to you know check us out over at the underscore cups on Instagram uh, or go on our website at thecups.podbean.com. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing some stuff over there. But as always... Cheers up to the cups. So the last two episodes, we really hit it hard with deep conceptual things of what we want to accomplish in 2020. Tonight, I want to talk about some things that really complement that. And that's, it's going to help each of you become more self-aware of where you fit in the three different categories. Um, and we're definitely going to do our best to try to fit it into the uh, little uh, time format that I set for myself. But so, if you have, if you don't know already, motivation comes and goes, right? Motivation comes and goes. That's why each and every day, if you're you know if you follow me on my Snapchat stories, if you're following me on Instagram, I'm consistently posting something motivational or something that can get your guys' days going. Sometimes you guys relate to it, sometimes you don't, and that's perfectly fine. The reason why I am reinforcing that so hard is because I understand personally how hard it is sometimes to be motivated by certain things. And tonight we're going to talk about this idea, you know, called the, uh, you know, this idea of attribution. When we enter into this world, you know, we are a fresh slate. We are very impressionable. When people say certain things to us. We have two options, right? We can either let it go through one ear and out the other, or we let that become part of our identity. And that's what I want to discuss tonight of the three different types of people that I believe that we have in this life based off the fact that we attribute certain characteristics from what people say, from what we do, from how we perform at our job, at school, in our athletics, in our hobbies, and that becomes who we are. And I want to talk about how breaking that threshold, but I also want us to initially at least become aware of what's taking place. So like I said, there's, I think there's three types of people, okay? The first one is what I call the plus one, okay? Now, these people are what I call the, uh, you know, some people call them the overachievers or the tryhards. You know, like uh, I think it was the basketball player, Brian Carnell, who played for the Mavericks. He actually lived, uh, he has a lake house up in my hometown, but he played for the Mavericks and he was that dude who like just tried hard on defense. And he actually was a huge component in that game to, in the playoffs to beat uh, LeBron and the Miami Heat. That, that aside, they seek more than what's required. They want to go above and beyond. Not only that, but they attribute hard work to success. So, and I definitely kind of put myself in this category because sometimes I feel like if I'm not working hard enough or, or if I failed at something, it's because I didn't put in maximum effort and I begin to question and doubt my own ability. 
So plus ones, there's and, there, and again, there's going to be good and bad. There's going to be pros and cons of each of these different categories. More pros and cons in specific ones than others. But with a plus one, the biggest thing, if you are in this category, understanding that first and foremost, that when it comes to failure, it is a part of the process. You know, plus ones can can go down one of two routes: either seeing failure as a learning experience, or seeing failure as the fact that man, I was like, I really am not worth because I'm not working hard enough. I'm not in the gym long enough. I'm not studying long enough. That's not always the case, because I believe you know personally that you know if you're doing already the above and beyond. We all learn in different ways. We all perform in different ways. So I think it's important that for everyone who is in that plus one category to really be self-aware of, you know, is it the task that I'm having a difficult time with or is it me as the individual? Because there comes a point where maybe too much failure begins to create doubt and you begin to question yourself and you may fall into two of the other categories. So keep that in mind for those who go above and beyond all the time. Next, we have what I call the baseline. These are the people who where, you know, they do what is required and they're satisfied with that. And there's, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if they don't have to go out of their way to do more, they won't. It's, it's really that simple. And they may tend to see, you know, additional work as pointless. You know, they really have a hard time understanding the plus ones. Like, you know, why are they going above and beyond? What's the reason? What value are they getting out of that? I'm having a hard time understanding that. And I actually have friends, they approach me in that way. Like I said, I, I definitely think that I'm a plus one, like whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I like to overachieve. I like to work extra hours. I like to do things in, on the side that I feel are going to propel me forward in the future a lot faster. Well, I have friends who literally ask me, well, why are you doing that? I don't understand. You know, and, and they're more of what I call the baseliners, the people who, you know, I can do the bare minimum, but you know, to them, the bare minimum is the maximum. Well, with a plus one, there really isn't a ceiling. And again, I'm not downing or trying to disrespect anybody in specific categories. I just want us to be self-aware of where we fit. If you are fine with where you're at, I really want to make sure that you're taking that, you know, that, that deep conversation with yourself and in understanding, okay, am I content actually where I'm at or do I want more? Because I really believe that most of us want more and we're going to get into the reasoning why later on once I wrap up uh, these three different types of groups. To wrap up with uh, the baseline, they attribute being average as a safe place. It's the ability to avoid conflict and confrontation at all costs. And again, like, and again, this is my opinion. So if people disagree with this, I would love to start up a conversation about these um, different, you know, segments, these different groups going above and beyond. That's risky. That can be risky. It can insult people around you. If you're in the workplace or if you're on the court or, you know, on the field or in your extracurricular, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, if, if you're somebody who just keeps your head down and does exactly what you're supposed to do every single time and you're content with that, then, you know, there's less room for failure and there's also less room for, you know, standing out if you don't want to, you know, to be seen. Um, so that, you know, these are just a couple things, a couple ideas that I want to talk about. And I definitely want to expand on them maybe later down the road when I start interviewing people. Number three, and again, this is more along, you know, I guess the lower side, I call these the complacent. They may also be labeled the underachievers. 
And specifically, I believe that they attribute failure to their lack of. It's kind of like that idea of like, you know, they're handed a set of cards of fate and they didn't cut it. And it wasn't because of themselves. They don't necessarily blame themselves, but they blame the cards and the hands that they were dealt. Um, and that's not always the way it should be. I think that this group also fears success because with success comes one accountability and with accountability later on is there is a requirement to potentially do more later on success equals more opportunities or more responsibilities. That's kind of their take on things. They can be perceived as not caring. They may give every excuse in the book on why they failed or why they can't do certain things. They have self-deception. They deceive their own ideologies because either they failed a lot in the past and they chalk it up to just that's their, that's their hand, that's what they were dealt with, or, um, or there are other elements that cause them to go down that route. It eventually becomes, and whatever group that you're in, anything that you repeat, any thought process that you have on a continual basis, it becomes subconscious. So it may start out, let's say that you're a plus one. And like I said earlier, experiencing failure and taking those risks and doing the extra and going the extra mile can create a lot of self-doubt. And that self-doubt can then become the subconscious norm of like, oh, well, that's just the way I am. I can't change who I am or what I am. With all three of these, I want to bring this up. I've been reading a book called can't hurt me by David Goggins. I really recommend you guys go check it out. And he talks about how, you know, and, and again, he's definitely a plus one individual, but he discusses this theory of how when we're on the brink of exhaustion, he believes, and again, this is, you know, his opinion, uh, you know, there, there is some, you know, physical proof and some psychological facts behind it. In all in all, it's a theory that when we're at our absolute exhaust, or we think we are, we've only used 40% of our potential. So that's one reason why I believe we were meant to do more. Like naturally, we were meant to do more in our potential, in what we desire. And along the way, there were things, there were experiences, and there were people who acted, said, voiced, did something in our wake that caused us to attribute certain elements, certain characteristics, and then we adopted them as our own. Henceforth, the three different categories of, you know, the plus one, the baseline, and then the complacent. To wrap things up with this one, guys, I want to make this statement, okay? One can never consent to creep when one feels the impulse to soar. Helen Keller. Each of us has the opportunity to shape and reshape who we are, who we think we are, and who we're destined to be. So here's my challenge for you guys going throughout the rest of the week. I want you to go to your bathroom, your bedroom, wherever a mirror is available. I want you to look into it. I want you to see who you are. Where do you line up within these three different categories? Are you a baseline? Do you feel like you've reached your ceiling? Are you a plus one, knowing that you can punch through your ceiling? Are you being complacent? Do you feel entitled? And sincerely, be honest with yourself. Are you making excuses for where you're at 
or why you haven't achieved certain things. When we are self-aware and we understand who we are, it makes it easier to become who we want to be. This has been The Cuffs. Peace. Peace.